0: Welcome to the podcast. Every week I'll share leadership thoughts, books I'm reading, or tools I'm using to teach leadership skills. I believe everyone has influence. Every family, school, church, city, country is determined by its capacity for effective leadership. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Leadership Podcast. We talk about leadership and the development of ourselves mostly in this podcast. And today I want to talk on part two of walking through the impact that Max Dupree and his works on leadership have had on me. Leadership is an Art was his first book on leadership. And then the follow-up to that, Leadership Jazz, was his second book. And because I'm walking through these two books right now. I'm walking through leadership jazz right now. I'm actually walking through the second one. I thought I'd start by walking us through that with our podcast. So expressing in in these podcasts what I'm thinking about right now. That's the spirit behind this. Max Dupree has a, a chapter in Leadership Jazz called A Key Called Promise. Leadership may be good work, but it's also a tough job. There's always more to do than time seems to allow. Measuring out both time to pursue your own responsibilities and time to respond to the needs of others is really difficult. Leaders are constantly under pressure to make promises. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm really still learning a lot about being a leader. That's some of the daunting challenge of doing a leadership podcast is, um, yeah, I'm practicing. Let's put it that way. Practicing to get better. But two requirements of leadership are you have to give your witness as a leader to make promises to the people who allow you to lead and then carrying out those promises. What are your promises? What, are your social con- what is your social contract and what are the elements of that social contract that you have with the people you lead? Max Dupree tells about a guy named Pat McNeil, who was a scheduler in the Herman Miller plant where he had led for so many years. And he called Max one day to say that Valerie from the second shift wanted to talk to Max about a very serious matter. He said, at the time I was CEO, not knowing me, she had asked Pat to pave the way into my office. Pat said, I want you to know, Valerie's a very dependable person. You'd be wise to listen to what she has to say. So a date was set appointment, Valerie came to Max's office and she began by asking asking Max if he knew that a vice president had fired the relatively new manager of the second shift without following the prescribed procedures. And Max said, no, I'm not aware of that. She said, well, um, let me tell you how it happened. But two really good young managers of the second and third shifts by this president vice president were let go and he seemed to have lost his bearings, she said. And then she handed Max a a really well-written petition outlining the qualifications of being second shift manager and what his performance, his relationship with all the people on the shift was. And every person on second shift had signed. And he says, those of you who have had experience managing manufacturing plants will understand the risk Valerie ran in circulating the petition and in coming to me. The careful investigation that followed proved Valerie and her coworkers entirely correct and demonstrated that Valerie was serving our company well by protesting the vice president's firings. Valerie, not her superior in the hierarchy, was honoring corporate values and policies. She put me and other senior managers in the position of living up to those policies the company had clearly promised, because really that's what values are. Values, whether you say it or not, are a promise. If you state them, you must live them. Valerie was helping the leaders of the company to connect. Going back to last times podcast, our voice and touch to our promises. Now, you know, many of us we privately make promises. We promise, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to finish this book. I'm going to listen to this podcast. And we don't keep that kind of promise. We usually find a reason. Sometimes there are good reasons. But followers can't afford leaders who make casual promises. Somebody once said that integrity is doing what you said you would do. How many times have you told your kids, when I get home, we'll play, and you get home, you're tired, and you don't fulfill, you didn't say I promise, but really your word saying, when I get home, we'll play, was a promise, And I ask you the question, does your child, did they take that promise seriously? You better believe it. They're calling you on that promise. And if you don't play because you're tired, that is a breaking of trust. Leaders make promises. And in doing so, we put ourselves on the line to lead the people, or to the people we lead to fulfill what we're doing, what we said we're going to do. Now, there's a huge chasm that separates the private world where we often smile casually at broken promises from the public one where unkept promises do tremendous harm. So leaders are constantly looking out across the distance of our, what are our values? What did we say that we were going to do as a company, as an organization? And then how did we back those up? Max Dupree says, for no leader has the luxury of making a promise in a vacuum. At no time is the gap between individual needs and organizational needs more painfully obvious than in times of cutbacks or difficult business conditions. And leaders have to balance sensitively the needs of people and of the institution. So a leader's promises come under critical examination at these times when you have to choose between the needs of the person and the needs of the organization, your track record of promise keeping and the credits you've built up in the past are what come into play in those difficult decisions. A leader who backs away from her promises under duress Irreparably damages the organization and plants the seeds of suspicion among her followers. And I think this is so true. I I know as the times as a dad that I was that dad. As a family leader, I was that dad who said, "Austin, I'm just too tired to play. Jordan, I know, I know that I said we were going to go see that movie tonight, but Dad's too tired." And it is a breaking of trust. It is a breaking of a sacred trust. And there is tremendous power in the promises of a leader. The power to strengthen and enable people because there is the power of trust being built every time we do what we say we're going to do. One of the great dangers to organizations comes up when... A leader's private and public promises contradict each other. That's when the expectations of followers are very, very likely to go beyond the reality that was delivered, and and really in in alive, moving, dynamic organizations. Uh, they when they express the benefit of integrity, it's when they know that the leader's private and public promises are not contradictory. What what they are as a person and how they live according to their voice, their belief system, and how that fleshes itself out in uh, the organization's practices. That's when there's power. And I, you know, I'll give you an example from my life on this. For years, you know, we pounded. Group ministry, we pounded group ministry, we pounded group ministry. Well, for me, I didn't really want to be a part of a group. I'm, I'm by nature an introvert. But my true belief system is that we have to be in community. And I remember one time a guy who was a very capable leader. This was back in the early days of our church. Somebody told me that they had asked him, why are you in a group? And he said, it's because our leader walks the talk. He's in a group and i know him and i know he doesn't really feel the personal need to be in a group but he believes that we ought to be in a group and that's where yeah individually like if you let me i would be a i would be a solo flyer i i would be a rogue warrior but i know my beliefs are that only in community do we grow only in community can we can we affect our our lives in a positive way and the consistency of saying, gang, life change happens best in the context of a group. And then I've lived that out here for 27 years. Only in that context is their credibility. What you promise to yourself, how you live that out, and then how that gets expressed in the organization, that's the power of the trust you build up. That's your coinage that you spend with every decision you make. Until next time on the Leadership Podcast, this is Charlie McMahon. Thanks for listening. Tune in every week as we continue learning and growing in faith, in life, and leadership. And if this has been helpful to you, subscribe and spread the word. And I will talk to you next week.